Hi there, all you cool cats and kittens. Welcome oh. to our Halloween special on Sodemic Nerds podcast. We're joined today by Tommy. Do you want to say hi, Tommy? Hello. Thank you for having me. It's all right. This is episode nine. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about Halloween horrors. Ooh, spooky season. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we're going to... Well, we've split it up into three categories, basically. We've got Guilty Pleasures, uh, our classic choices, and then our dislikes. So, yeah, we're going to start off with... Is it the Guilty Pleasures? Yeah, let's do it. Should we do it? Start off with the Guilty Pleasures, Tom? Right, so, so I think, as you're our guest, Tom, like yeah. you can kick things off with yours, mate, if you want. Okay, sure. Um, so my Guilty Pleasure is... A film that I actually really like because I thought when I first watched it, I thought it was really creepy and very scary. And that is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but the 2003 version. Um, okay. I think it was a remake of the original um, yeah. rather than a sequel. Um, the reason why it's a guilty pleasure of mine, because I know it hasn't got very good ratings. Um, I think it has. I did look it up. It's got. 6.2 on IMDb, which is okay, um, but a 38 on Metacritic. Um, but I think it's one of those films that is just as good as the original, I think. Um, I haven't seen the original one all the way through. Um, but if I'm frankly speaking, I saw the 2003 version. That was the first time I was kind of exposed to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I just remember the whole sort of ambience of the film the cinematography it has almost like a saturation almost gray sort of vibe to the movie um so it kind of looks very raw and gritty and yeah it just i thought the acting was great and i thought it was just a a very scary movie when i watched it um and i thought i think it was also one of jessica biel's first movies kind of our introduction to jessica biel right right you guys probably could tell me more Oh, I've never seen it. You haven't oh, you seen, never it? seen it. No. Oh, I know wow. that it's. I know that it. Like you say, Tommy, it's not um, got great reviews, and I know that Jessica Bell's in it. Be all. Um, that's all I know. Right. All I have gotta say is you gotta definitely watch this like as soon as you can. I attitude. I would put it up there in what, as one of my favorite horror films of like this century, even though. Like we're saying, it's not being rated that high, but I think that's because people compare it to the original. But I, I personally say, yeah. love it. Yeah. So, um, Tommy, did you like? Did so you watched the remake before the original? I did. Yeah. So this this one, this 2003 remake, was the first time I ever watched the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and I was hooked. And then after I saw that one, I had to watch the other one. Like I said, I haven't seen it all the way through. Um, but when I see comments from audience um because the critic reviews weren't great Mm. for this movie but when i see people users comments about it they all say that you know it's one of the the best sort of remakes of a horror horror film um and i just remember there's this scene when we first get introduced to leatherface and you know jessica beale and the other actor i can't remember his name are in the creepy house and leatherface kind of appears behind a wall behind them um, with the chainsaw. Um, and then that whole scene, him chasing the main characters was just, yeah, it kind of, it was intense. It was creepy. It was scary. Uh, and yeah, after that, it's kind of one of my, if I have movie nights with friends and we want to watch a scary movie, that is my go-to choice. 
it's a great um it's a great go-to choice um so i first saw it i think i must have been about 12 so i probably shouldn't have been watching it yeah and it did freak me out but it was late night on sky movies and the reason it freaked me out was at the start it says it's based on true events even though it's like not really um, I think it, it could takes act, I mean, inspiration, it could doesn't it? It yeah. takes inspiration. Oh, yeah, from, I was going to yeah. say, it tastes in, isn't it from a serial killer? Yeah. Does it take inspiration? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, loosely, but it is freaky. Mm. And again, it, it could happen. So that does make it freaky. It really did creep me out for quite a while afterwards. And a big part of it's the creepy sort of hillbilly family in it as well. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. This weird, like, sort of incestuous kind of dynamic going on. And it's just, bizarre see i think, I think that's right. why that i've not does. seen it yeah it it's, it's, it's worth a that. look and to echo what tom said about the cinematography in it it's really good i think um i think it's an underrated horror movie if you mm. ask me but i definitely recommend it lewis like just give it a go i don't i can't remember the runtime on it maybe a, is it around like two hours maybe i'm not sure but yeah it's um it's worth it i did find out a fun fact about this one as well yeah, it was um, one of the actresses in it, um, Erika Learson. Again, I've not seen her in anything else, but right. Um, so when she was doing a screen test for the film, she screamed so loud that people across the building actually phoned the police because they thought there was a woman being attacked. <laughs> oh, wow, um, I know. I just thought that was crazy, but um, I guess that's why she got the part. This that's is it. Um, it was like produced by Michael Bay as well, wasn't it? Yeah, I think you're right, actually. That's right. I it is it out. one of the ones... Where, so is it kind of like a straight-up, complete remake? Like, just with different actors and actresses? Like, they've not added anything from the original, should I say? I think it follows a similar sort of story to the original. There's obviously... They've changed little bits here and there, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a little bit different. The story is the same. And, like, the the main villain, Leatherface, in, in this one, he's much more sinister. I think okay. in the original, he's more sort of defensive and protecting his family but in this one yeah. he's kind of a straight up uh wow. psycho yeah he's oh, okay i get you i mean there's a bit in it it's a bit of, it's not a massive spoiler but he so someone gets their legs cut off yeah and he like puts salt in the wound literally really? and it's just so cringy i don't know if you remember that bit tom like when he's sort of hung up yeah, vaguely. Oh, uh, it's it's um yeah, that's pretty grim that bit. When but, was it uh, made? Two thousand three. Going back to what Rich said, I think what makes it scary is that it kind of is ground in reality in a way. Is that you know mm. it's in the middle of Texas, so it's like the hill, you know that hillbilly stereotype. And I remember that there's there's this sort of really overweight women who live in a caravan, and the whole thing is just a little bit strange and weird. And it's one of those things that it kind of plays on your curiosity that something like this could possibly be happening yeah yeah i mean it's such a vast like country yeah people could people could go missing and no one would know well, like, people do you know. go you know exactly yeah. yeah it's um it it does play on the play on the mind if you think about it too much but um yeah should we move on to the next one yeah thanks for that tom um so lewis i'm going to give you the honor of um having the next one mate um my next one yeah Guilty pleasure. Well, it's uh, you as you all know, it's kind of up there as one of my favourite films, just because of how guilty pleasurey it is. Um, and that is Piranha 3D. Not seen it. What do you mean you've not seen it? Oh, you've not seen it. Wow. Okay. I have. I haven't seen it. 
Well, it's a okay. So it's a two thousand and ten, probably because you go, go on about it being so good. I've like that's like put it lower to my list. Maybe yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's so good. Like it's basically. I'll give you the premise. Right, it's yeah. piranhas who attack oh, really? people at a holiday kind of like complex. Or like a beach kind of town. Imagine Jaws, but more sex and violence. Um, right. More comedy. And it's just a perfect like B-movie where it's just so kind of what the hell throughout the entire film. And it's been directed... The director, Alexandra Adja, I probably said his name wrong, he just kind of knows that it's got to be a fun film so he plays on that yeah so it starts off with a boy meets girl girl might not like boy in that way and it's a bit of a school drama and then like a porn shoot is happening and they get invited and there's like jerry o'connell i think his name is who plays like this director of a porn film it's got kelly brooks's first starring role um there's a lesbian scene where they're like swimming to uh, operatic music underwater. Um, and the the pro of this is I watched it in 3D at the cinema. It's one of those intentional fun horror thrill rides. I say horror because it's bloody gory. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a scene. So you get all this kind of build up to this great kind of set piece of them attacking. And they're just attacking everyone and i will always oh, i don't want to spoil it are you gonna watch it rich i i am gonna actually give it a go oh, yeah. i won't i won't spoil some of the death scenes then because the death scenes are like they're what's the word tongue-in-cheek gory where yeah. you just find yourself Fair going oh and then laughing about it uh yeah. would you agree with that tom like you've seen it right yeah, I've seen it. And uh I mean I've not seen it for years, but yeah, I think you know I quite liked it and I think Going into it, you just know from the title and you know, yeah. from the trailer that this is a movie not to be taken seriously. Uh-huh. Uh, it is a B movie and it's a fun B movie and yeah. kind of what you see is what you get, really. Yeah, and yeah I think you just turn you know, off your mind and just watch exactly. It. And I think you know, you know, any film with no disrespect to her, but any film where Kelly Brook is kind of the star is never <laughs> going to be, you know, hugely great, I suppose, critically. Um, but, but no, weirdly, I critically it did all right. Yeah, no, I, I did see that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it got um, like a, a lot of. I say all right, it got a lot of like three out of fives. Do you know what I mean? Like six out of tens and things like that. Yeah, which... but again, it's it's the it's the whole premise, sort of. You know, you can't take this film seriously. It's the same. It's like snakes on a plane. Do you know what I mean? That sort yeah. of satire exactly. type of movie. Um, yeah. So yeah, I I thought it was fun. Um, yeah, funny movie. It's it's just literally it's just a literally fun horror film. Obviously, I think it's an '80s remake. Um, but I can't think of another. I mean, Christopher Lloyd's in it. <laughs> did I did see that? the cast actually. Yeah, and there's like Christopher Lloyd um, playing a, a few weird big kind names of. In there. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's just a fun, very fun film, and so you know, it's it is up there in one of my favorite films of all times. You know, if I was to do a list of top 20, it's in that top 20 just because of how fun the film is. Um, But it was like kind of the first foray into horror for me, because what you'll notice is all my choices are kind of after 2000. 
And that's because as a kid growing up, I didn't really watch horrors. I didn't just, I just didn't, you know, I wasn't a fan of horror films. But then gradually I discovered B movies, you know, so likes of this film and Snakes on a Plane, um, you know, Hills of Highs and stuff like that, where stuff was just being gory. And you kind of think how they more, God, how did they, you know, make that happen? How does it look so real? And I liked thinking of the practical side of things when watching these films. And then it just led up to me liking horrors in general. So, yeah. But you need to watch Piranha 3D. So obviously, yeah, it means um, it means something for you, like a bit of a milestone, yeah, film, you know. Yeah, I think it's so. the more the it's the more fun, you know, of um, those films for myself. It, you know, you know when you get your friends together and you just like, oh, I bought this horror film, let's watch it together and we'll get scared together. Aspect, yeah, because um, the director of this also remade The Hills of Eyes. I don't know whether or not you two have seen that, but that's another one where it's like similar to your texas joint chainsaw massacre yeah. i like i like yeah, i like I, the original and i like the remake of hills i've always actually they're yeah. both pretty good I, yeah i do too yeah so he he kind of knows how to do horror but with piranha he can kind of let himself go a little bit and have fun and that's what i like oh that's fair enough um like i said i'm not against uh giving it a giving it a go i think 5.4 on imdb is not too bad for a horror film nowadays really so yeah yeah i'll definitely um put it on the list um I found out a little fact about that one for you as well. Go on. I like, um, I like my facts. So they apparently use 75,000 gallons of fake blood per day of filming. <laughs> and See, yeah. that's just brilliant. Like, how would, like, again, there's shots of this in this film where you just go, how the bloody hell did they manage that? And they managed that with 75,000, you know, pots of blood or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is, it's, a, it's just it's just stupid and it's dumb and it's fun but it's also scary good and it's horror and it's just i love it and i'm pretty sure it also features an actual porn star don't surprise me at all if you're into that so only you would know that lewis oh no i'm just i'm just looking at the cast now and i went oh riley steel was her name if you want to know you dirty fellas out there all ladies moving on (laughs) Um, (laughs) so my uh my guilty pleasure we spoke about these before, obviously, and I had to have a little think because horror films generally don't get high ratings, do they? They get they get quite scathing reviews as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, mine mine definitely did. So five point three on IMDb and forty one on Metacritic. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided on House of Wax. Uh, it came out in two thousand and five. It's sort of a remake, but apparently the story is completely different. So it's only really by the title. But yeah, the cast in this one is Chad Michael Murray, Alicia Cuthbert, Paris Hilton, you yeah. know, that, that amazing actress, um, and Jared yep. Pilecki. Apparently um, she's decent, isn't she, in this film? She's not too bad. I mean, for like, bearing in mind it's Paris Hilton and yeah. she's done some pretty shit films. And I still think it's part of the reason why people kind of don't rate it, just because she's in it. Yeah. And they, they, they focus on that aspect too much rather than the film itself um so i saw it when i was a teenager as well so it's got a bit of nostalgia for me because again i didn't watch loads of horror films when i was younger mm. but i started to get into them when i was probably about 13 14 quite a lot my brother's a big horror fan so he got me onto a lot of them and like um it's not qu- quite as spoofy as piranha 3d but it's still sort of a dumb watch if you know what i mean you know it's not too hard to follow similar vein to 
Texas Chainsaw really is. It's like a slasher movie. Yeah. But it's pretty messed up because basically these people are like catching passers-by and making wax figurines out of them. So it's pretty bent. But yeah, some of the cringiest points in this for me is um, Gerald Pilecki's character. He gets uh, his Achilles cut with scissors Ooh, and yeah. just falls yeah, down. And you just, that. it's so cringy. Like, you just think, imagine if someone actually had that done. Like, it'd be fucking agony. And um, isn't there another scene where um, somebody gets their finger cut off? Is it in there? Yeah, that rings a bell. Um, I can't remember which I think isn't she trying to get it through the drain at the top that's She's it yeah so um, it's alicia cuthbert's character yeah 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 um but also gerard pilecki um he's also found by her and um he's still alive but covered in wax and that's really messed up because he's like he's sort of like writhing in agony but he can't speak right. it's, yeah it's just yeah it's it's, it's grim like it's pretty shocking um yeah some really gruesome deaths in this one as well like you know decapitations and paris hilton gets like i think she gets like her head chopped off in there at some point i suppose a lot of people might have enjoyed that yeah yeah it's um it's it's that thing again you just turn your mind off while you're watching it you know sit back it's out in the woods sort of thing and they stumble across this like town with no people and they're all wax figures it's it's just it's very sinister um and my fun fact for this one was that apparently the cast was actually built around paris hilton so she was the first cast for the film <laughs> so if you'd have heard that at first you'd have thought it was going to be absolutely terrible yeah it was i didn't i i quite enjoy this one it definitely qualifies for a guilty pleasure for me have you seen it at all tom I have seen it, and you know I'm going to have to agree with you, Rich, because I enjoyed House of Wax. I think, you know, for me, my favorite type of horror films are ones where, kind of slasher films, where it is a group of teenagers yeah. and they go camping or whatever, and then one by one they're kind of, you know, chopped off. Um, those types of films, they are fun and they're kind of intense and adrenaline going through. Um, and scary too and i would say house of wax is no different and again this is another one that i would choose for like a friend's movie night you know it's just a a fun horror yeah no i totally go with that and again it's kind of like realistic in places i mean maybe not so much the guy still being alive when he's been covered in wax (laughs) but you could get some crazy guy doing that with people and it just yeah again if you think about it too much it can um, play on the mind. Have you seen it at all, Lewis? No, I've not seen it. I know of it, and it's not a film that I kind of want to watch just because I'm... It's a weird film where I'm just like, meh. I, d- I don't have any like kind of inkling to watch it. Do you know what I mean? That's fair enough. I mean, everyone's got their preferences. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I certainly, if you, for some reason, flicked it on, I'd try and stick with it if you can. Yeah, but, I get you. Yeah. yeah. You know, everyone's got their their tastes. I'm not going to knock people for that. I mean, I generally like most things, but a lot of people they will have their um, you know, their dislikes and likes, and yeah, they're, they're completely entitled to that. But yeah, so that's it for our guilty pleasures then. Um, yeah, I think we all picked pretty good choices there. No, I think they were all guilty pleasures to be so, fair. We all have the same kind of aspect. Yeah. So moving on, we're going to go for our dislikes now. Um, and again, we'll give our guest 
first go on this. Um, do you want to give us yours, Tom? Okay, so I don't know if this is going to be an unpopular opinion. Um, Which means it but, is. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my dislike film, and this is, it's going to be Cabin in the Woods. Um, you son of a... I knew, uh, I, thought, no. I, you know, I thought this would be an unpopular one with no. you guys. Um, I think, you know, for me, again, my type of, as I just said, my type of favorite horror story is, you know, a group of friends go to a cabin or they're going camping or they're going somewhere and then they stumble upon some sort of serial maniac who is chasing them down and killing them. Um, I think that's what I was going in with the expectation of Cabin in the Woods to be. And, you know, when I sat down and started watching it, it starts off that way. And then I think, you know, halfway through it there's a complete 360 and it just loses the plot and you know maybe maybe going into the the film knowing that would have made it better for me but it wasn't what i was expecting and i was just very underwhelmed by it i think it just got too crazy and when you know the you know creatures started coming out and you know different things every you know every scene was something different and the zombies came um yeah, it just kind of jumped the shark, I guess. And yeah, I just thought it was a bit too stupid. Brian Lewis, I feel like you've got something to Go say on, about Lewis, this one. Yeah. I've got some stuff to say. Um, <laughs> I, I I can see where you're coming from. I'll start it off like that. I can see where you're coming from, where if you were expecting a certain type of film because you are a fan of that certain type of film, then it might not be your cup of tea. But for me, personally, I love this film and I think it's not dumb and I think it's very smart in what it does and it kind of puts every horror film kind of together and why a slasher film is like a slasher and why a horror film is like a horror. Um, and I, I, I just think it's such a fun, smartly written film. I, I, I just love it. And so I kind of disagree with you, but but I can understand why you don't like it. And that's me being very polite. Basically, wait until I see you on Saturday. <laughs> that's fine. Hey, I'm in the minority because I can see that. It's actually got good reviews. Um, it's got really good and, reviews. Yeah. <laughs> like... So I'm, I'm in the minority. And, you know, I don't dispute that it's a clever film yeah. to put sort but, of the but cliches of a fi- horror film yeah. in a kind of is satire in that way. But again, you know, I just I wanted it to just be... You know, straight edge, standard, cabin in the woods, and like a home invasion film. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm also a fan of those, like, you know, The Strangers or even like The Purge, those type of movies. If they were just in a cabin and, you know, some crazy guy was after them, I would have been fully satisfied. Not what we got. I was not satisfied with what we finally got. Whereas I was satisfied because I wasn't expecting what happened. Um, and I, I just thought, okay, this has twisted it now. Wow, I love this film. Like, to the <laughs> point where I even read the novelization and I still love that. Okay. And I think we're doing I think we're doing really well not to spoil this film, by the way. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I was like, I, um, got to choose our words carefully, because it is one of those little twists that you just genuinely, like Thomas said, you just don't see coming. Yeah, totally. Um Yeah, I, I've seen it. I saw it at cinema. And again, I went in expecting it to be like, you know, a typical slasher in the woods thing, you know, run of the mill kind of horror. And then it just flipped. Um, and it was a bit of a mindfuck. Um, oh, I was definitely a mindfuck. And um, I think 
personally, I could do with another watch because I think, if I remember rightly, it was about eight years ago it came out. And I've only seen it that one time. Um, and now I know what I'm getting. And maybe, Tom, you, if you know what you're getting, if you watched it a second time, you might like it a bit more. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I just came out and I was kind of like, didn't know what to think at first. It was one of those, you know? It, it Yeah. It was just, one of those, it, like, it flipped on its head. But, yeah, but I've got to give it 10 out of 10 for, um, you know, trying something different. And um, I found another little fact out for this one was um, I completely forgot that Drew Goddard and Joss Whedon were involved on it and wrote the screenplay. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. That's and, why it's um, so smartly written. And oh, I'm cursing you, Tom. The, <laughs> they come off the back of failed film projects, and um, so they were like, right, let's challenge ourselves. And apparently, they wrote the screenplay in like one weekend together. So to come up with that's quite interesting in such a short space of time. When you think people put a lot of time into other things and you know, it doesn't pay off. Um, yeah, I, I think um, I've seen this on Prime, so I think I might give it another watch somewhere. It, yeah, it's on Prime and Netflix. And yeah. I know that because it's one of those films that I religiously watch. Uh, fair play. Fair and maybe play. that's why I like it. You know, that's, you know, you've, you guys have only seen it the once, so I would definitely, definitely watch it again. Yeah, no, it's, um, I, I've been planning on it for a while, but again, there's just so much stuff. My watch list's really long and my rewatch list's probably just as long so i will get around to it at some point um should we move on to yours lewis do you want to hit us with your one mate yeah i'll move on to mine yeah um it's a it's a film that i don't think either of you to have seen from the discussions that we've had again it's quite recent uh i've also just looked and i think it's the same release date as my classic which is weird uh, as in release year but the worst film for me in the horror category ever is a film called the neon demon have any of you two heard of it or seen it heard of i've it. never heard of this i've never heard of this okay have you so, not oh right yeah, it sounds like neil diamond actually, to me yeah neil <laughs> i've diamond, actually yeah. got it that I'm neil diamond it. film would be better than the neon Di- demon the neon demon is absolute <laughs> trash <laughs> It's got its good things because it's directed by, I'm going to say his name wrong, Nicholas Winding Ruffin, um, who directed Drive. You must have seen Drive, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I've I've seen Drive. Drive is an amazing film. So The Neon Demon is basically, I'm going to, it's so bad that I didn't rewatch it because I was like, I'm not rewatching a film I don't like. I just hate it. So I'm going to read the IMDb um, synopsis for it. So yep. an aspiring model, Jesse, who is played by Elle Fanning, uh, is new to Los Angeles. However, her beauty and youth, which generate intense fascination and jealousy within the fashion industry, may prove themselves sinister. Yeah. So I walked. I watched this film in the cinema and I was expecting a uh, kind of Black Swan-esque gruesome horrors where it turned out models were vampires or something like that do you know what i mean yeah i get you yeah a a kind of b movie directed by the guy that did um drive who's well known for his films to be very glossy and very kind of you know you know the john wick films where there's they kind of they've got a special kind of something that just make them look really sharp um like the cinematography of it yeah i was expecting that but a gruesome horror film what i got was a teenage drama 
with some genuinely disturbing and disgusting sequences. Like, I'll give you an example, but I won't spoil it. Are you two? Are either you two going to see it? I am going to watch it. I am going to watch it at some point. Yeah, I'll, you are. I'll say, I've got it on DVD. Like, don't worry, I got it from like a charity shop or something, so I didn't pay loads of money. Good. But, um, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I plan to watch it at some point. Okay, so I will just say there are two scenes that just stick with me, and I'm there going, one, they're not needed. I don't know why they're in there. Uh, but because you're going to watch it, Rich, I'm not going to spoil it. Nah, go but, on. Go uh, on. Okay, so there's one scene. I did re-watch the trailers, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure that one of the scenes is in the trailers, yeah? Um, is uh, a character who is in a morgue starts playing with herself on top of a dead body oh and i was watching it going okay i don't know why that's there (laughs) it's not really intended for anything that's fucked up it's weird um but there was i saw yeah like i was saying i watched this film in the cinema yeah and considering it's an almost two hour film nothing happens for about an hour and 40 minutes of it. <laughs> You've got some scenes in a motel, which, funnily enough, Keanu Reeves is in this movie. No. <laughs> yeah. Keanu Reeves plays a motel manager. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, to be fair to the actors and actresses, um, the film's actually got some really good actors and actresses, and they do all a good part. It's just the story of it. Mm. It just seems... But, yeah, sorry, so... I watched this film in the cinema and it's a two hour long film. Yeah. I didn't finish off my popcorn. Right. And I usually get a large popcorn because I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I got, I got my um, fascination with popcorn. I'm like, I'm having a large popcorn and I, I was eating my large popcorn and it, I managed to make it last two hours and I almost threw up <laughs> at this film. I remember turning to my friend and going genuinely feel sick. And this was at one of the climactic scenes where I, I won't, I'll do it in a way so that it's not completely spoiled. Yeah. But let's just say there's a model because this film's all resolved around models. Yeah. And it's all around, I'm sure the subtext is like the dark streets of Hollywood and stuff like that. Like the real, the, yeah. the eye I, of the beholder I, beauties, what I, you um, would do for the beauty I, and stuff like that. I thought that was the idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's all that arty bollocks, basically. Um, <laughs> and so there's a scene towards the end where um, this model's there going, oh, I don't feel well, I don't feel well. And um, she's doing, again, really good acting, to be fair. And um, she's she just throws up an eye. Oh. She throws up an eye, yeah. Um, and then another model comes in, yeah picks up the eye that the, the eyes just been thrown up and the other model eats it right okay and i remember putting my popcorn down going nope <laughs> <laughs> i remember going i'm i'm not feeling i'm not feeling right here this film is weird i don't like it Wow. Uh, and to be fair, you can, because like I say, I went back and watched the scene just on YouTube. It saved me watching the film. Yeah. And I watched the scene and I was just like, it's still weird. But when you watch the scene just as an, on its own, it 
it kind of isn't too bad because you're like, oh, it's just that scene. Do you know what I mean? But when you watch the film and you, you know, you see the characters being built up and stuff like that, yeah, then it genuinely is shocking. You're there going, oh, I don't feel well. Um, so this film will all go down in history as the film that almost made me throw up in the cinema. <laughs> That's impressive. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's just it's a shit film. Like if I had to give it. I don't know, a system out of five stars, I would give it probably one. And that one star is just for it looks nice and the actors are decent in it. Have I persuaded you to? Would you go watch it? I know, Rich, you want to watch it? But... Generally, um, I'm not like, even if someone, unless it's absolutely scathing, which I suppose is in a way you could say yours is, but yeah. more if it's like critics have bashed it and, you know, somewhere like IMDb has got a really poor rating, then I'll stay away. Well, weirdly, I, you know. The critics kind of, it was split, basically. Some liked it and some didn't like it. But IMDb is sat on 6.2 out of 10. And I'm like, really? What's wrong with you, Pete Lot? Like, why is yeah. it so high up? Yeah, no, I'll, um, I'll give it a go and I'll get it back to you. But, um, Please yeah, I only, I'm interested I only, to see what you um, think of it. I only dodge it if it's absolutely, like, you know, yeah. it's just been proper bashed because I like to... I feel like, you know, I'm a bit of a wannabe critic myself, and I? So I watch all sorts sometimes. But, exactly. Um, and you've yeah. got it, so you might as well. And I'm not expecting, I'm not going to go in expecting anything to be, like, amazing either, yeah. you know. But um, you've made me want to rewatch Drive anyway, that's for sure. <laughs> well, I've just Googled um, the Neon Demon reviews, right? So have you, we've all heard of Mark Mode, famous Guardian. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. He gave it four out of five. Okay. So, actually, I think this film did all right in the reviews, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just scrolling through now, actually going... It's only you that doesn't like it. Yeah, I'm there going, what? What? <laughs> it's got a 51 Metacritic with 45 critics, so I suppose it's kind of split in the middle. Um, yeah, but yeah. Uh, what, what about, about you, Tom? Tom? You won't watch it. Um, I mean, my, my gut is saying... I've never heard of this movie, so it must be quite an independent film. Watch the trailer. Anyway. Assume. I think I'll watch the trailer. What's the, Likelihood if you do is watch the trailer. Watch the R-rated trailer because it's a lot better than the crap that they did just for not R-rated. Okay, I'll give the trailer a watch, and it's one of those films that I wouldn't purposely purchase. No, um, but if I saw it on TV or you know it was on like Netflix or Amazon Prime, then you know, and I had nothing else to watch, then yeah, I'd probably give it a watch. Yeah, well, I went to the cinema and just um thinking this was a B-movie and just came out feeling very sick with, like, popcorn still in my bag. I took the popcorn home. I ain't wasting it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah. Right. Moving on to my dislike. Again, I think some people really loved this one, and when it came out, it was, like, a groundbreaking movie. Like, everyone's been raving about this film, Blair Witch Project, yeah. in, back in 1999. This is the oldest oh, horror got on the list. It's the oldest one out of the dislikes. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, nineteen ninety nine. I think it's overrated. Uh, Eighty one on Metacritic, which is pretty impressive, especially for a horror. Mm. Six point five on IMDb. Um, I saw it quite a while after it come out. Um, and I'd heard a lot about it. I'd heard it was really scary. Um, and I appreciate that at the time it came out, it was marketed as a real 
like a real life film like the actors that they weren't actors they were real um uh so it was groundbreaking at the time i appreciate that and it was obviously handheld which they didn't do a lot of films like that back then so that was another thing um that enhanced its popularity uh i watched it actually for the first time only about four years ago i think um and i just didn't find it that scary i was waiting for something to happen if you know what i mean um yeah and it didn't really for me and i got to the end and i was like is that what all the fuss is about i just didn't find that scary i mean uh but for me the it was interesting that they marketed it as real and in fact that brings me to my fun fact that uh the lead actress in it yeah uh her mother actually received sympathy cards from people because they genuinely thought that she was dead after hearing about the film oh, like wow. that's just bonk that's just bonkers isn't it yeah so um yeah but i i wasn't i wasn't overly impressed with this one have either of you guys seen it have you seen it tom i have seen it uh and yeah i'm kind of with you on this rich i think because i mean i've only seen it recently within the last 10 years i think and it's one of those things and i think probably why at the time like you said it got good reviews is because it's usp was like a one of those found footage movies yeah. and i think you know at the age that we are and the types of films that come out nowadays it's just very tame and kind of very slow inward do you know what i mean yeah. Like yeah, compared totally. to what we're used to you know when when you compare it to things like paranormal activity there's so much going on in those type of films that the blair witch project if you watch that afterwards it's just kind of boring yeah it's a slow it's a short film but at the same time, you, you, you feel like you're sat there waiting for this payoff and something really scary is going to build. And to be fair, like there are parts of it early on where you're intrigued, but it can only go on so much. And then it kind of climaxes. You're like, oh, OK, that's it then. And like I said, it had been massively hyped up over the years. So I'd built up a big expectation on it. And yeah, it fell flat for me. What about you, Lewis? So yeah, I've I've seen it. Um, I think you know, obviously it came out in nineteen ninety nine. Is that right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So I was I can remember seeing the you know the adverts and the stuff pop up for it. Um, I I don't dislike the film and I don't like the film, but what I would say it is scary for me, just because at the time of watching it. Like you say, they did such a brilliant job with marketing this film and, you know, its unique selling point was the handheld footage and making everyone think it was real and it worked with me. So when I was watching the film, I just kind of forgot I was watching a movie and I got scared. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I can't remember when I watched it. I think I watched it probably two or three years after it came out. Oh, Um, that's quite a long time ago then. Yeah, that's what I mean. It was, um, and I, I've not seen it since. I've had no interest in watching it, but I do remember just in watching the film. I think I watched it with my mum, and um, we were just petrified. Um, but something that helped me through this film <laughs> was um, the scenes based in scary movie. <laughs> yeah. So I forgot know, about can, that. Yeah. Yeah, you can see that it's been spoofed, and it goes to show that. I wouldn't have personally put this in a dislike category. I would have put it in that it is a Halloween classic. 
because it's been spoofed in scary movie and people have heard of it and seen it and what they've done to this film does give credit for what future films kind of you know did you got to think back to like cloverfield and yeah. wreck and films like that where you know this was a starting point of like oh we can make a horror film but handheld camera and make it real yeah i agree with you though that the ending goes out with a whimper rather than a bang yeah but everything that builds up to that i that's my kind of horror no no i don't like that kind of horror aspect of you know in the woods it's dark i hate it hate it hate it hate it but i can see why it's like you know it's not the perfect horror film again being in the woods in the dark is a realistic situation so i can understand why someone would be freaked out by that yeah but um yeah i appreciate what they tried to do and like i said again at the time it was groundbreaking like if i'd seen it at the time we'd not been into the future and experience the next 20 years of handheld films. Mm-hmm. It would have been amazing, I imagine. But mm-hmm. I'd seen a lot of others, like, like you mentioned, Rhett, Cloverfield. I'd seen all those and I quite enjoyed them. Yeah. So I probably compared it to that and it obviously isn't going to live up to it. So um, it's not the worst film ever, but I thought I wanted to pick a classic that I didn't really like that much. And this one sort of stood out for me. So yeah. that's why I picked it this time around fair enough right so on that note shall we move on to our classics that we do like i suppose so we'll let once again we'll let our guests uh kick us off on this one um i'm not going to give it away but he's picked an absolute banger here um (laughs) tom okay so my one of my all-time favorite horror films has to be scream um I just love Scream. I just, I just love the whole sort of plot of it, um, and it has this legacy. It's one of those iconic films, and the reason it is my one of my favorites is because we kind of established I love slasher movies. Yeah. But this is a very different type of slasher movie. This is a very clever um, sort of take on the the slasher genre, I guess. You know, all of the. It takes inspiration from like, you know, Halloween, all of those types of slashes, and it kind of reinvents it into something which is a lot more clever. I mean, Ghostface, the character of Ghostface is very iconic. Um, You know, there's that opening sequence with Drew Barrymore, which is iconic. And you talk about Scary Movie, Lewis, you know, the whole Scary Movie film is based on screen. I know, yeah. You know, it was just, you know, and again, it's just, I just think it's a great film. Um, again, a kind of a great popcorn horror to watch. Um, is very self-aware of what it is in terms of, you know, talking about the stereotypical characters in a horror film and the cliches that happen, uh, the, the rules of how to survive a horror film. <laughs> I think it's just very clever in how it constructs that. Um, and again, you know, back in college, I did an essay all about Scream and sort of how it reinvented the slasher genre because after scream then we had you know scream 2 and we had i know what you did last summer and urban legend uh you know and all of those types of things and you know scream they made a scream 4 like 10 years later they're making a scream 5 they did a tv series on scream um i just think it's one of those movies where everybody instantly knows who the character is or the movie is whether they've seen it or not they know who ghostface is what do you guys think yeah totally 
Um, I'll go if you want. Um, yeah, go on. So I nearly picked it, obviously, as my classic, but because I'm a gent, I let Tom have it. Thank you. Um, yeah. It's um, it's a great franchise. Um, the first one's obviously the best one. It, I love the just the setting of it. You know that high school. It, it's the atmosphere in it, and uh, again, the actors, the characters are really good. Neve Campbell was like one of my early celeb crushes. I don't mind saying. <laughs> so that was another reason why I enjoyed it. It is. Sir. It's not really that scary, but it's probably my favourite horror film. If I had to pick one, I think. Um, I think I genuinely would pick Scream. I think it's a, it's so basic. Yeah, it's just. It's just great, and like you said, it is clever in places as well. Um, and they've done what four films? Yeah, making the fifth one. Like I'll look forward to that still. Even though it's never going to be as good as the first one, it'll still be good. And there's funny moments as well, but it's not too spoofy that it's like it goes, you know, too far the other way. They get it just right. It's iconic. My fun fact for this one is that the use of caller ID apparently rocketed after this movie was made because of that first <laughs> scene. That. Um, really? So I thought that was pretty cool. But again, like as opening scenes go in a horror movie, that's that's one of the best as well great work yeah and everybody you know with that opening scene and everybody knows you know that kind of famous line where you know what's your favorite scary movie Mm, Uh, yeah things like that you know and you sort of you know i suppose like maybe b B list famous actors um at the time and it was kind of horror genre horror film where it kind of used semi-famous people you know drew barrymore was kind of coming up and rising and Neve Campbell had done a TV show and Courtney Cox was in Friends. And then, you know, with like Scream 2, they had Sarah Michelle Gellar and Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, you know, so it was kind of a horror film that kind of was able to get some star power to it, too. Yeah, definitely. No, I definitely agree with that as well. What about you, Lewis? Are you a Scream fan? Oh, um, yeah, I'm definitely a Scream fan. I think I was a late bloomer to Scream, though. Um, I only watched it for the first time probably like four, maybe five years ago. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, exactly. I was just a late bloomer. Just... Lewis, we went to the cinema to watch Scream 4 together. You so when did, when did Scream 4 come out? God, nearly, oh. nearly about 10 years ago. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's when I watched it then. <laughs> okay. I, watched all the, I watched all the trilogy before we went to go watch Scream 4. Um, nice. Yeah, and it, it's, it is a... The Scream series is kind of like a series that you could just put on and watch. It's like the one of the first meta horror films. It's a horror film that could be real like Ghostface is clumsy when he's chasing like a real yeah. person he's not a, he's not a michael myers if you know what i mean where like could be supernatural he doesn't have like that like, kind of godly powers um he's just a he's just a normal killer <laughs> to the point where sometimes it can be quite funny um so yeah i would say scream is just a good fun horror film it's just it's done so perfectly well that you know it's up there in a lot of people's lists for top horror films uh yeah so the good thing i think about scream is compared to like halloween friday the 13th texas chainsaw massacre is that you don't know who the killer is you know you don't know who is in the costume and you're spending the whole movie thinking going through all the main characters you know it could be anybody and you know that's kind of also the excitement of the film too 
Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And yeah, you're totally right. I remember watching the films trying to guess who, you know, it could be. That is, that is the fun of it. Yeah. Um, you know, it really could be, if you haven't seen it, you you know, the first time round, you, you, it could be anyone. Like, no could one's... Be. No one's off limits, really, other than like Sydney. Really, I think that's the only person you'd, uh, you know, say it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great pick, Tom. Very like good I pick. Said I'm, I'm jealous of that one because I, it was up there, but I'm a gent. Um, right, moving on, Lewis. Your classic, which I love this film, but it's a so dubious you, classic. But you don't, you don't deem continue. it as a classic because. Am I right in saying you didn't um, think of it as a classic because of how new and recent the film is? That's just my opinion. Yeah. Oh no, but yeah. So it's, but it's a, it's I, a fair I, I think I think in like say fifteen twenty years time, people would be like, oh yeah, that was a classic horror film. Like, yeah. and part of this franchise is definitely probably my favourite. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but that's what it's I mean. Still so quite recent. But I'll let you. Um, yeah. I'll what is it? Tell me. What is it? I don't know. Do you, do you not know it? I thought I told you. No, I don't think so. Okay, well, I'm hoping that you've seen it because I'm pretty sure you have. Um, but I picked for my Halloween horror classic, uh, The Conjuring Two. Oh yes, okay, yeah. Yeah, have you seen it? I yeah, I love the Conjuring series. Yeah, see, it's just I think they've done really well to make it what it is, and Warner Brothers has made a you know butt ton of money by making this franchise. Um, for me, The Conjuring, yes, it's a good film. The first one, but the reason that I've chosen The Conjuring 2 as a horror classic is because it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> it's one of the only horror films where I sat in the cinema and I dropped my popcorn because I threw it. You know, me and my mate was, I went, so it was me and my mate, and we were engrossed with this horror film. Okay, so first off, I'll say, Obviously, it's about the Enfield hauntings um, and Ed and Lorraine um, Warren, I think their last name is, go to um, the Enfield house where, you know, there's been hauntings afoot. But if you know the story of the Enfield haunting, it, it could have been seen and deemed as a hoax. Yeah. Um, and that's why one of the reasons why I love this film is it sets it up so that you can either choose to believe that, oh, it was a hoax or it wasn't. But they also managed to kind of get parts to continue building this brilliant horror franchise and still remain scary and still remain quite touching. Like there's there's moments in this film that are actually sweet. <laughs> and there's moments in this film where you do chuckle a little bit. But my God, this film is fucking scary. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember I watched it the other day and I had to watch it at daytime because it's scary. You know, it's it's got jump scares, but it's also got those eerie kind of little moments. Um, but I'll, it goes to show like me and my friend went to watch it. Obviously, we sat together. It was a quiet screening. We sat together and we we're in the back row and we were so engrossed in the film that I jumped at a scary bit which made him jump. And then I jumped again because he jumped. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I just remember scenes where I had to stick my hood over my head and be like, no, 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 no. And then I just remember then going like coming out of that film going, Oh, that was really good. 
Like I really like that. It is basically a ghost train kind of experience. Um, you know, it looks beautiful. I'm a fan of the director anyway. Um, yeah, your boy, your boy James Wan. Our boy James Wan, who it was just who turns everything into gold. Let's be honest. Um, and yeah, I just think this film is just kind of a perfect horror film, one where you can enjoy being scared, but it's not over the. Well, no, I suppose it is. No, it's not. It's not over the top, but it's kind of you're so scared during this film that it's also funny. It's funny to experience this horror film with others. Because everyone's just getting scared. Yeah, I, um, I, I like that. But, yeah, but there there are moments in this one. The reason I prefer this one out of the Conjuring universe is um, it's watchable as a horror film. Yes, it's scary, but it's not overly scary that it could deem unwatchable. For example, the The Exorcist. I choose not to watch it, The Exorcist because I've heard it's so scary. I'm like, I'm not watching it. Not watching it. That's a film, in my opinion, that's too scary. The Conjuring is brilliantly scary to the point where you can still watch it. Um, but, I mean, you both agreed with me when they said that it's terrifying. Which, what do you think? I know that you've been terrified with this film before. I like this one more than the first as well, Hugh. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, uh, there's some real scary scenes and i think for me it's because it's closer to home and uh it claims to be true like exactly you know, it's because yeah. it's set in england there's just something that little bit more scary yeah. about it for me personally um, it just looks like a typical cinema. london home as well doesn't it yeah exactly mm-hmm. um so i saw it at cinema um it was like the first horror film me and Charles saw together actually cute and we were both jumping out of our skin and I realised then how much she jumps at horror films, and I was like, yeah. "What am I doing?" <laughs> nah. Yeah, and then yeah, I watched it again. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I watched it again at home. Charles watched it again. And I got my parents in on it as well because they hadn't seen it. My dad's terrified of horror films. I was just—it sounds sick, but I was looking forward to watching it with them, knowing how scary it was. And it did not disappoint. And like you said, it's a laugh when you're all like jumping at horror films. Although it's scary at the same time, you, you have a real sort of laugh about it. Yeah, I I think it's well made. It's well filmed. Uh, the actors are good in it. Um, the only thing I've got a bit of a gripe with is some of the London accents are a bit crap. But that's oh, my that? that's probably uh, that's probably my only gripe with it. You know, that's really scraping the barrel because I do love this one for as a horror film. Like yeah. I said. For me, I would say it's a classic maybe in years to come. But that's just my opinion. I get um, that. I and it's a classic now. I my fact it. on this one was that Vera Farmiga, apparently she screamed so much like due to the demands of the film that yeah. um, she had like swollen lymph nodes for quite a time afterwards. <laughs> wow. Speaking of the actors and actresses, the people that play the Warrens, they're just so good together. Like They just make such a I can't. I can never remember his name. It's Patrick something, isn't Patrick it? Patrick Wilson. Yeah. yeah, Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga. Is that her name? Yeah. Farmiga? yeah. I just think they play these characters so well. Like I watched. Um, uh, oh no, actually, I watched uh, Patrick Wilson in Insidious as well. He's just such a good actor in these films. But in this Conjuring film, they're just so entertaining to watch because they come off each other really well. Yeah, they're, they're convincing as a married couple. Like, yeah, exactly. You yeah. genuinely look at them like they are 
that you know they are playing the Warren, the real life Warrens, and you yeah. you get invested in their story. Yeah. What about you, Tom? Have you seen it? I have. Yeah. So I I love the Conjuring series. Yeah. Um, I saw both of them at the cinema and i was kind of grabbing the edge of my seats during both of them i yeah. do think the first one is a little bit scarier um and i prefer the first one um just for that, that that hide and clap scene that one yeah oh one. see for me that in the creepy. first one isn't it she's on like the she's on the cupboard yes she's she, like yeah. just the camera just like is there and apparently you can see her and then she suddenly jumps off it but for me, that was the only scare in the first one, whereas Conjuring 2 had more scares, in my opinion. So the Conjuring 2, when I saw it at the cinema again, you know, it, I thought it was really scary. But yeah. the main thing that scared me uh, was the nun, that Valak yeah. character, yeah. Um, you know, moving the shadows across the wall. Um, you know, that, that whole scene scared me so much. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Nun movie was a whole different story. Um, but Never seen uh, it for that reason. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not scary. That's no. the thing. Like, it, it was, I was psyched for The Nun. And I went to see it at the cinema as well, thinking I'm going to cack myself here. And I genuinely think I, was, I can count on one hand the amount of times I got scared in it. And they, they almost went down a comedy route and it didn't work for me. The same, I feel the same considering how much she scared me in The Conjuring 2. And again, like you said, Lewis, and I think, you know, with Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga, the, the Conjuring series is very character-driven too. You know, we're mm-hmm. kind of invested in in the Warren story and where they go to all these different hauntings to explore. You're kind of rooting for them too, you know, and that's what's different about horror films is that they kind of built a story around the main characters. Yeah. Um, so we have a bit of development with them. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And again, just back to the nun. And you're speaking of the characters, like the characters in that, you weren't rooting for them. You just didn't really, I found I didn't really care because they were quite annoying. And that plays a big part in whether you're going to like the film or not. Oh, what? In the nun film, not the character yeah. of the nun? Yeah. Nah, yeah, not the character of the nun. Although she's pretty goofy in this one as well. So they're just kind of irritating. And, you know, yeah. set. Yeah. A film set in a you know like a commune or whatever it's got horror written all over it isn't it yeah like and they just they completely yeah just i don't know what they were doing it's it'd be out there with one of my most disappointing films i've ever seen at the cinema for sure i agree yeah, yeah. yeah. but the, uh, the whole conjuring franchise i i love yeah. you know I, I love the annabelle movies yeah the whole yeah. sort of conjuring world um i love yeah i did almost pick um Annabelle 2. I can't remember what it's called. Yes. Not... I... Create Creation. Yeah, yeah. yeah, because that was one of the first horror films when I almost walked out of the screen because I was so scared. Oh, wow. That scared me. Yeah. It scared me a lot, that movie. Yeah, but the reason I didn't pick it was because there's only there's only one scare in that film that I can remember, and it is that scene. Um, and from someone, this might be, I don't think it's an interesting fact, but I don't mind because I, I tell everyone when I talk about the Annabelle series, the reason I get so scared of the Annabelle films, have any of you two suffered from sleep paralysis? No. No, I can't say no. I have. So I have. It's not nice. So sleep paralysis is basically when you wake up, but your mind is still active. So you're, you'll see like shadows and you'll see things that are happening, but you you're so frightened and in a deep sleep still that you can't move your body shit 
Does that make sense? Yeah, I've heard yeah. of it, but I've, so, yeah, I didn't really know what the actual sort of symptoms were. Yeah, you can't you can't move your body, and it could last probably like a minute. It could last ten, you know, however long. But you'll start like feeling your body start going back to normal. Um, okay. But because your mind is still an active player, uh, it's still kind of in full nightmare dream mode, you know. So you'll be looking in your room, and the demon that is in Annabelle looks exactly like the demon or the thing I see when I suffer from sleep paralysis. Oh, shit. So it shits me up. And do you know what's even <laughs> like a shitter tale? Like, as in scary? I told this to my ex-boss, yeah? And uh, she looked at me with, and she was like, that's interesting. I asked her why. And she said, because our husband also suffers from sleep paralysis and sees the exact same person. Wow. That and it's creepy. like this dark, shadowy body that is just around you. And it looks exactly like the Annabelle demon. And that is why the Annabelle films just shit me up. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised, mate. I mean, it's scary enough as it is. But if you have that on top of it, yeah, I'm not surprised you nearly walked out. I almost walked out because I was just like, no, it's too it's too much. <laughs> I'll tell you what, we can maybe look into a Conjuring Universe uh, episode in the future and we can talk a little bit more about all those in depth. Yeah, right. So um, I'll move on then, and we're on we're on to our final film now, which yeah, is, mate, it feels ahead. like it's gone quite quick to me. Um, yeah, good. So mine was uh, it came out in 1960, so we're going quite a way back here. Um, and it's Psycho by none other than Alfred Hitchcock. Not the remake. No, I've not seen the remake, <laughs> and I probably won't. Um, yeah. So yeah, 97 on Metacritic and 8.5 on IMDb, which is pretty impressive. If you don't know the basic plot, which I feel like most people do, um, it begins with a secretary who um, she's basically embezzling money and goes on the run and ends up at a motel. Mm. Meets uh, the iconic Norman Bates, played by Anthony Perkins. And he's just this typical man who appears to be controlled by his mother. And you don't actually see his mum throughout most of the film. Uh, she's just like seen as a silhouette in the window, which is quite creepy, to be honest. Um, I think that's the thing about horror films. If if you don't really see who the character is, it's more sinister because you wonder, you know, it gets your mind running. What do they actually look like sort of thing? And the weird thing about this, have either of you guys seen it? Uh, I've not seen it, but I know the ending. Because the ending's uh, like spoofed cool. in so many things. That yeah, stuff. yeah. Like, I've just I've just come across it. Yeah. Um. So the main actress Janet Lee, the main character, she dies actually quite early on in a famous shower scene, uh, one of the most iconic horror scenes ever, and it's got that iconic music. I'm not going to do it, but you you should know what it is. Um, it's like bed creaking. Correct. <laughs> And whenever my dog used to hear that, because it was on yeah. like adverts and stuff, she used to get absolutely ape shit. Oh, really? Anyway, back to the film. <laughs> so, yeah, she gets killed quite early on, which is a shock because, you know, it's, you don't really have the main character die early on in a film. Mm. But uh, so her sister goes on to look for her. So it appears as if his mum's killed her. And, yeah, if you hadn't seen I mean, I knew... The main story before i'd seen it but at the time people would have thought oh it is his mum doing the killing because she's like you know she loves her son yeah but um i knew the backstory and i knew that it was 
him dressed up as his mother, which is quite freaky. And again, this is actually inspired by uh, true events because there's a man, a serial killer, I forget his name, but he used to wear his victim's clothes. Um, and he also inspired Texas Chainsaw Massacre because he used to wear the skin of his victims as well, Tom. So there's oh, a wow. little link. There's a little link there. Um, so he's inspired a couple of uh, horror films. It's interesting. But yeah, this one's just creepy. He's he's been keeping his mum's corpse in the house. You know, wearing her clothes, walking around, talking like her, like she's almost living in him. You know, he's got this like split personality. And there's certain scenes where you don't see him in the shot, but you hear him talking in her voice, which is really creepy. And it does fade out with him in jail and he's thinking in his mum's voice and it's just odd. I mean, at the time, I imagine it would have really freaked a lot of people out in 1960. Yeah, I think it would have been a, it would have been a real groundbreaker and it kicked off that sort of slasher movie phase. I mean, it's one of the most iconic slasher movies. It spawned a few sequels as well. I've only seen the second one. Uh, it actually wasn't that bad. Like you think it would be absolutely trash, but, um, Anthony Perkins reprises the role of Norman Bates. How he's got out of jail, I don't know, because really he should have been put away for life, shouldn't he? Yeah, you would think that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's iconic. Uh, Hitchcock, his shots are amazing in this. And again, the fact it's in black and white makes it a little bit more sinister as well. And he can really like, you know, you get maximum lighting. You can really utilize oh, yeah. the lighting with the black and white filming. And um, my fun fact for this one was that Walt Disney refused Hitchcock permission to film at Disneyland due to this vile movie, quote. Interesting. Well, he would, yeah. though, wouldn't he? Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I'm, it was controversial, I think, at the time, because it was quite... You watch it now and you probably wouldn't think it's that gory, but at the time, yeah, it was, it was up there with, like, the goriest, you know, film scene. Just the blood going down the, the plug hole, you know. That's bad enough in itself for a film coming out in 1960. So, yeah, it's an iconic one. Like I said, 97 on Metacritic says how how big a movie it was. Um, so that's why I picked this one. Um, so, Lewis, you haven't seen it. Uh, no, I've not seen this film. Uh, again, it's one of those films where I've seen so much of it already that I kind of don't need to watch it. Right. But I understand, you know. I still, think is... you, I still think you should, like, at some point. Yeah. It is, a, it is a classic. Maybe at some point, but it'd be one of those ones where I kind of don't choose to watch it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so someone might just be like, oh, we're watching it. I'll be like, oh, okay. Um, but, I've, yeah, I've not seen it, but I know of all, like, you know, all the scenes that are in it. I know that it's got, you know, this legendary status of being um, a classic of what it is. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I was I was thinking back to what um, Tom was talking about with Scream and um, they got this famous actress to die at the beginning because of the shock factor. Um, I'm sure that's why Scream had Drew Barrymore in the first part of the film for oh, that right, kind yeah. of like shock factor of, oh, they've just killed off the title role. Yeah. This is a horror ah. film that we can't be playing with. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. So when people are taking inspiration from a 1960 horror film, you know, you can tell that you're onto a classic. Yeah, totally. Uh, I didn't really think about that, but um, you got a great point there about Drew. Um, Tom, yeah. have you have you seen this one, mate? 
I'm with Lewis on this. I feel a bit of a failure that I've not oh, seen it man. because you guys, this, you guys disappoint you know, me. I know this is like <laughs> one of the iconic horror films, and yeah. I think the only thing is I just have a bit of an issue watching really old horror films. Um, oh, kind of not got round to watching it. Yeah, I get you. I've I do get it. As well, though, like you say, like older horror films, like it's aged pretty well. It's not just because it's like made in 1960. It doesn't look shit. Like, you know, when you see some older films, even like 20 years ago, you're like, Oh my God, that's not age. Well, this really has, you know, the, the mastery of the work that Hitchcock's put into it. It's, um, it's quite impressive because obviously he's a man who wouldn't have settled for second best. He really put like his all in with his, um, with his movies, hence the legacy. Mm Hmm. But yeah, that's our Halloween special picks. Um, there's some real interesting ones in there. I, I've One really I personally disagree with, over them. Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, I need to see that again, okay. to be honest. like The only, I mean, there's none now I don't like other than Blair Witch Project. So I, I either like them or I haven't seen them. Yeah. Um, have you guys watched anything lately? Anything new? Well, have you uh, have you rewatched anything? Well, I've been just kind of rewatching horror films. Yeah, uh, same. Because of the spooky season, um, I watched for the first time the other day a Nightmare on Elm Street, the original. Gotta say, fucking loved it. Um, and you can see why that in itself is a classic um, horror film. Yeah, it's, it's a just, good one. Yeah, it's just done so well. Again, it's Wes Craven, isn't it? Who done Scream? You can just tell that he's got an act for just doing these brilliant horror films. Um, I also managed to watch not really a horror film, but I watched Van Helsing today because uh, I know Rich, me and you were talking about how it's one of those weird guilty. It's like a really yeah. guilty pleasure. Could have could have easily could have easily used as a guilty pleasure on this. To be honest, Definitely. like I watched it today and I was like, oh, this is just so camp and fun, but it's so shit at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. It's definitely um, got um, it's got a, it's got a place close to my heart. That one. Yeah, but, and then I also watched um, did, did you any of you two see the remake of The Evil Dead? Have yeah. I didn't. No, it's as a horror film, it's fucking brutal. <laughs> like it's the least camp horror film I've ever seen. It's just raw. It's gory, and but the gore is done, and it's all practical, and you're there going, how the fuck did they do that <laughs> like it's there's moments in that film where i'm just going wow how how have they it's probably the most they must have used the most blood in a single film they must have so i've been doing i think it was you that recommended the challenge to me the 31 day horror challenge yeah, was, yeah. and I, i'm still up on it which is pretty cool i've rewatched some i'll sum it up when i've done them all i'll let you know the list but let the ones know, i've yeah. watched um the ones i've watched recently Oh, I watched Ma and I didn't like that. No, I know you didn't like that. Yeah. One. Um, I watched Slaughterhouse Rules. Didn't rate that. You know, when like you sat down late at night, you think, I want to watch a film, but I don't want to watch anything I've got to concentrate on too much. Yeah. It, it was one of those and it was shit. So, you know, I kind of walked into that one. Uh, I did watch that were relatively good though i watched black box which has come out on amazon prime it's a blumhouse one they've released a few originals oh okay i didn't know um yeah uh black box is the higher rated one it's got 6.1 so it's not too bad for horror 
yeah, I quite liked this. Um, it wasn't, you know, amazing, but it was a steady watch. Yeah, if you're thinking about giving it a go sometime, it's only an hour and a half, so, you know, it doesn't take up your whole day. And I also watched Get Duped, which is on Prime as well. What's that like? Um, it was all right, actually. I was a little bit, first 10 minutes, I sat there and thought, Christ, like, here we go again. Like, especially after watching that Slaughterhouse Rules, because it's a similar sort of genre. You know, it's oh, a little okay. bit goofy, but this one was definitely better. Yeah, I'd, I'd recommend that. It's Again, it's only an hour and a half. It knows what it's doing. It knows it's being silly. It, it It's kind of taking a piss out of the stereotype of, like, you know, hoodie culture. Because people just assume if you're walking around in a tracksuit and a hoodie that you're going to mug someone when that's bullshit, obviously. So, um, yeah, I'd give it a go, mate. I think you'll like it, Lewis. Like, it's just a silly watch. It's easy. Yeah. Eddie, Eddie Izzard's in it. You know, I think I've got it down Izzard. as my um, Halloween film for tomorrow, I think. Yeah, give it, I'd, I'd go with it. Yeah, there's a, there's a fair few familiar faces in there. So, yeah, other than that, not watched too much of this because yeah i'm just trying to get down this horror challenge so yeah. i've only got three days left it's gone it's made october fly by i'll say that much yeah exactly i think it's a good challenge yeah no i enjoy it. i need one for november now so if you get any ideas you know definitely november. passes the passes the time with uh through this current situation guilty pleasure month for november what's your guilty pleasures well, every day yeah well, I could probably find 30. Have you seen Hubie Halloween? I have. Oh, what did no. you think of it? <laughs> uh, I thought it was okay. Yeah, I thought it was okay. Oh, it was fucking agony. <laughs> I, 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 I knew what... The thing is, I went in thinking, yeah, Adam Sandler, it's going to be silly. Yeah. But it was just... For me, if, if this was made 20 years ago, probably would have been, like, a lot better. Yeah. But for now, it just didn't... Yeah, for me, I didn't... I didn't enjoy it, but if uh, I got nothing against people, if they enjoy a film and they get some out of it, fair play to them. But yeah, personally, it just I just did not enjoy it. I'm with you, Tom. But, I liked it. And this is this is why I don't trust you on any recommendations. Why? Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Cheers for listening. Nice to have you join us, Tom, on the podcast. I was going to say Thanks as well, for having Tom. Me. Thank Tom, you. do you want um what because you do a podcast as well what's your what's the title of your podcast oh yeah i do a podcast it's on health and fitness it's on spotify and google play it's called talk to me by tommy hatto there you go check him out guys it's good thank you it's been good having you tom yeah awesome you've got to guys. do a romantic comedy at some point yeah, i've got a lot to say on rom-coms on romantic there you comedy. go got a big list <laughs> happy halloween Happy Halloween, guys. See you later.